Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, here we are, guys. What's up, you guys? Listen, you boy. But uh, y- y- you know what? Y- you know what? It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. I didn't forget the intro, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I said, don't forget the intro because last week he did. But uh, at least you had it queued up, so that's good. I did like seconds after you told me that. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up if you're watching this live. Uh, please subscribe. Donate to Super Chat. We've already got several people who have. Um, Jimmy, what's up? Not too much, man. Not too much. I told Shory, uh, Sean a story, a funny story off the air about you know those those tax scam calls that people are getting and how uh i don't want to go into detail about it let's just say i forgot to pay some tax money that i owed and the government had been trying to call my wife because they didn't have my number and my wife never told me because she thought it was a scam (laughs) and it turned out it was real and i only found out because my accountant got a call from the government uh, yesterday and said oh by the way you uh forgot to pay some income tax money oh shit and then my wife said oh crap they've been calling me i thought it was a scam i Um, love it that i love it Guys, yep. leave a thumbs up if you're watching live. We got lots of cool stuff this week on Fightful. Uh, we've got predictions with Sam Laterna this week. I've got a uh, an enhancement stories feature up on Beer City Bruiser. You might say, oh, well, I can't remember him doing any enhancement stuff. He played a fake Bray Wyatt at one point. Uh, he did some stuff with Simon Dean that ended up getting him back in the company a few times. So check that out. But we just actually streamed the uh, the Cody Rhodes media call. Hannah, let us know. No notification again, of course. But uh, Evan Wright says, Sean's thoughts on the Cody comment on Pat. I didn't think it was that Pat bad. Pat who? Pat McAfee. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe maybe it didn't stick out to me because there was a lot of other more newsworthy stuff there, like him talking about NXT. But I didn't necessarily, um, didn't necessarily think anything of it. But we also have a super chat from Anakin JMT that said, checked out Match Madness as they're a sponsor this month and found it pretty cool. Have you checked it out? And what are your thoughts? Hammerstone impressed me. And ASJ clearly has been listening to his uncle on being a heel. 
Yeah, so they got people like Hammerstone, EC3, Lee Moriarty, Jazz, like a lot of familiar names. I think that's a good idea to mix it in with a lot of the more inexperienced or, or lesser exposed talents. I thought it was a really good idea when they brought it to me about being a sponsor. I was like, you know what? This is something I can get behind. I was able to reach out to some of the people in the tournament, and I said, hey, if this is absolute crap, I do not want them to sponsor us. I don't want to pick them up. And they said, no, it's good. We did a lot of good work, so hope you guys check them out. Um, and Bryant Heath says, finally found a job as a subteacher. Hope you guys have a wonderful Wednesday. Can't wait for the review tonight. Well, Jimmy, uh, we might as well jump into it. Uh, the Wednesday reviews might be changing pretty soon. Yeah, well, before we do, I want to give, send my condolences to the family of Joe Hudson. Uh, Josephus from the NWA, the question mark from the NWA, passed away, unfortunately. Uh, I haven't heard uh, much about his age or anything. I know he had a 10-year-old son, and Dutch Mantel, who was friends with him, uh, heard that it was a stroke or a brain aneurysm. But uh, way too young, man. So I, yeah. I want to send condolences to his family. That one came, kind of came out of left field, too. Yeah, know? Josephus was a, a true success story of the, the relaunched NWA because he didn't have like a heavy profile. He and Tim Storm are, are very similar in that regard. Not a high profile was identified with them and really put things forth that that he could play a good character, that he could – that. He was such an entertaining guy, and he could do such a variety of things. And I loved his promo delivery and his style. And I heard from so many people that were were so bummed out. Um, it's my my condolences are with the family and with NWA. I mean, they had some good news this week, but this was yep. some really terrible news last week. And I'm sure he would have been a part of this relaunched relaunched uh, version too. Yep. I'm sure he would have been. Yep. And we'll, we'll talk about the NWA later, but yeah, the, the, the first story that we need to talk about a few years down the road from now, Sean, mm-hmm. we might, we might look back on April 13th of this whole news holds true. We might look back on April 13th as the day that the landscape truly changed. So I'll be curious a few years from now where the ratings are for AEW in comparison to WWE. Uh, Matt men pro wrestling podcast broke the news. That NXT is uh, reportedly going to move to Tuesdays as of April 13th, which is the week after WrestleMania. And there had been speculation for a while that this was going to happen. There had been speculation that NXT might become a Peacock exclusive. Uh, and now they're hearing that it's going to move to Tuesdays. I'll ask you what you're hearing about it, but I do want to make one point first. People are going to say, oh, AEW kicked their ass. That's what people are going to say. They're moving because AEW kicked their ass. Yeah. From what I've heard, AEW is not the catalyst for the move. From what I heard, the catalyst is the NHL rights. Because you yes. remember you remember when the NHL Sports Network went under and there were reports that the content was going to move to USA and to Peacock. Uh, the NHL is a Wednesday night broadcast. And so uh, what I, from what I understand, NHL rights was the catalyst, not AEW. But AEW fans are going to say, we won the war. So uh, what are you hearing about this whole thing, Sean? So this isn't necessarily new. This had been something that they had felt out quite a while back. If you remember, I had mentioned this last year, that there was uh, a possibility that a, that USA Network had at least felt out WWE. And WWE was receptive to it as well, like from what I understand. And I mean, everybody knows how the perception will be, but we also know how it'll get spun too. Mm-hmm. And Cody Rhodes admittedly got a little sassy on that call to clarify. He said, I'm pretty sure that that Pat McAfee is trying to get a job here uh, every other day, which is funny. I I, I don't know if he is, but um, 
as far as that goes, I mean, you know that it's going to get asked on a Triple H media call, and Triple H is going to say, well, uh, we got the NWA, and there's uh, AEW Dark, and Impact Wrestling seems to me like we got more competition on Tuesdays. You know, one of those. You know how it'll happen. Yep. Yep. And I yep. hope he does it tongue-in-cheek. I hope he, like, makes a joke of it, because what else can you do? It's probably yeah, he, should, he should definitely mention the NWA if he's going to do it that way. He should. That, that would be funny, I, yeah. I think it'd be very funny for him to to kind of just bring that up. But, uh, yeah, this is something that has been talked about a long time. And, obviously, USA, Universal, Peacock are far less worried about any AEW, WWE situation than WWE is. I for mean, sure. I mean the, the timing of NXT going on USA is not a coincidence. I don't care if they were already on Wednesdays. I don't care about anything like that. That was not a coincidence. It was done intentionally. And at the time, I was told specifically, whatever night AEW goes on, NXT will be on that night. So mm-hmm. if if it would have been Thursday or Saturday, NXT would have moved. But um, I think this is good for everybody. I mean, it ain't good for me, but it's good <laughs> for everybody. Uh, we are hiring someone to help us with news on Tuesday nights. That way our writers don't go crazy. But I... I think as a result, I think probably AEW will be over 1 million consistently. I, and I'll have to wait to see what it means for NXT. Because changing a night, I don't know if that will stagnate viewers or if the lack of competition will bring them up. Like It's really hard for me to tell at this point. Yeah, I mean, Tony Khan should be popping bottles because this is big for AEW. And like I said, I'll be very curious, say two, three years down the road, where the numbers are. Like by then, is Dynamite going to be, you know, catching up to Raw and SmackDown? Because if they are, you can look at April 13th as the catalyst for that. And I so, think, uh, I think if the pandemic hadn't started, we'd be looking at AEW consistently at about 1.1 and, AED, and NXT probably about 800, 900. I think it'd be significantly higher for them because you look at them and they have, they have put on good shows and they've stayed pretty well where they were. Right. Meanwhile, you see Raw, it's been terrible and it's just declined. So nobody can tell me that a good show doesn't affect the viewership or else AEW and NXT would just be crap in the bed like Raw is too. Right, right. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. And and uh, I want to uh, make a note for WWE Network subscribers too while I'm at it because I saw a bunch of questions on social media about this. There's a lot of confusion with US-based subscribers. What's going on with Peacock? Are things going to pour it over? And uh, I, I did a bunch of research on this. I saw some stuff that Brandon Thurston posted on, on social media. Fastlane on March 21 is going to be on the network in the U.S. And then apparently after that, starting with WrestleMania, you got to go to Peacock uh, and you have to sign up. You have to create a Peacock account. So your WWE network login will not pour it over. You have to create a Peacock account from what I understand. And so, uh, and so that's going to happen. Um, but then March 18 is when you can sign up for, for Peacock and get WWE network content. So, yeah. um, more mania stuff. And again, this is, this, this kind of relates to WWE network too. Somebody discovered when they tried to cancel their network subscription that WWE in an effort to convince you not to cancel and an effort to convince, to convince you to continue as a subscriber, they posted logos for upcoming events. And one of the logos that they posted is NXT TakeOver on April 8th, which is the Thursday before WrestleMania. Uh, what are you hearing about that? Because I know that your, your good buddy, Louis Dangor, he had posted uh, prior to that that no NXT title matches are scheduled for WrestleMania. Yes. And if that's, if that's true, that makes sense given this TakeOver news. So what are you hearing about all that? 
Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I like the idea of it. Again, not for me personally. I don't like it because we're looking at Wednesday with an MLW and an AEW show. And you know MLW is going to do something big for Mania Week 2. Why wouldn't they? You're going to have an ROH show crammed in there, TakeOver Thursday, SmackDown Friday, Mania Saturday and Sunday, the Raw after Mania on Monday, probably the NXT debut on Tuesdays, that Tuesday, which is going to be big, and then AEW Wednesday. Get, give you a little little break on, on Thursday. By the way, there's NXT UK shows there. And then Friday will be SmackDown after Mania, so that'll be a big show too. I have no idea if there's a UFC show that weekend. I hope not. I hope to God not. But I, I think that I think it's a good idea. I, actually, there was somebody I I, I don't want to say. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give away like possibly who it was that they let me. They let it slip to me that there would be a takeover WrestleMania week show, and th- at that point, it could have just been like a rebranded. NXT show on Wednesday. You know, they could very easily just say, oh, well, that Wednesday is TakeOver and we're doing it on USA Network. Because, I mean, TNT and AEW do that all the time with Beach Bash and Beach Break and Break at the Beach and Bash at the Beach. NXT too. I mean, Halloween Havoc. Great American Beach and any other beach-themed thing they can do, they do (laughs) it. Great American Beach. Yeah, the Great American Beach, the Beach, (laughs) uh, all that stuff. I, I... think it's a good idea i think it's a really good idea um yeah i'm gonna be curious if they just do it at the pc so you're gonna have uh raymond james for wrestlemania you know you got the fans back there and then the poor nxt guys are sticking around the pc i'll be curious about that uh sorry what was about nxt yeah if they're gonna do takeover at the pc prior to mania what do you think yeah i think they will and not only that i think they're gonna stick around at the pc long term i don't think they'll go back to full sale right Right, I think right. I think they I think this sort of time has shown them oh we we don't really need to be anywhere else we can do this on our own and man that performance center you want to talk about a hell of an investment for them it paid off in the last year alone like that was brilliant wasn't 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 the place like weren't they selling chotskis and trinkets when Triple H went to look at that place I don't know I I mean. And they even got the warehouse across the road that they they trained at, and they they filmed the new show as well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. my interesting. gosh, interesting. Well, Mania is five weeks out now. We still officially only know of two matches: Roman Reigns and Edge, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Five weeks out. I mean, we officially know two matches. That's but fair. My question. Oh, that's tape in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My question for you, though, I want to talk logistics. What are you hearing about WrestleMania when it comes to? ticket sales, when it comes to capacity limits, when it comes to potentially cardboard cutouts, which I personally think would be a good idea. I thought it looked good at the Super Bowl, uh, so I wouldn't have a problem with that. They could sell them, you know, make them souvenirs, whatever. What are you hearing about the logistics? Because we're starting to see in the U.S. now, you know, Texas just completely opened. Whether you think it's right or wrong, they did it. Mississippi just completely opened. Again, whether you think it's right or wrong, they did it. Wouldn't shock me if Florida follow suit. Yeah. So what are, you, what are you hearing in terms of logistics going into Mania? Well, you know what I've heard, because you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I've heard they've got a test event on Friday about ticket sales and that the tentative plan is next week. Of course, plans can change. But we reported that on FightfulSelect.com. And as of the Super Bowl, I had people 
that were in WWE messaging me that week saying, did you see how good that looked? Did you see how yes. good that looked? And I said, yeah, I did. I couldn't even tell from yes. wide shots. I agree. It looked awesome. Yes. Apparently Vince McMahon did not like it. Why? Yes. Uh, I liked it. You're asking me to understand why a 75-year-old man doesn't like that when that 75-year-old man can't understand what I or most other people like. True. Good luck. The other thing, too, and we talked about this before, it will prevent people from moving down. Yeah. Because people are going to do that. How much security are they going to have? Because people are going to do that. Did I ever tell you my Lennox Lewis story? (laughs) No. Okay, good. I like to tell stories. Let me tell you a story. You do. So a few years ago, Lennox Lewis, of course, everybody knows the former heavyweight boxer, and, and he always says he's British, but he's really Canadian. So he did a show. He promoted a boxing show in outside Toronto, Canada. And they had this setup, Sean, where you know you could sit on the floor in a, in a, in a dining setting yeah. at round tables with champagne and dinner and stuff if you wanted to. And so myself and my friends decided, let's do that. Let's, let's get the one on the floor and get the champagne and get, the, and get everything. So we get there and they had the table cut in half. Half the table was for, for my party. Half the table was for another party, right? When we get there, there's a party sitting at the other half. We don't think anything of it. How you doing? We sit down uh-huh. and we, we start drinking. Then what happens? What do you think happened, Sean? Uh, hell was raised. The real other party showed oh. up. And when the real other party showed up, the people sitting in the seats, they just kind of looked up. They didn't even really say anything. They quietly stood up. They quietly stood off to the side until the fight going on in the ring ended. And then after that, they quietly just went away. They had eaten those people's food and they had drank their champagne. And then they took up. And so the people sit down and they're looking around. They look at me and, and I said to them, I honestly thought that they were the people that that got these tickets. So what I did was I, cause I felt bad for them. And I thought what would happen if it was reversed? I went to the bar and I got a bottle of champagne for them and I gave them a bottle of champagne and uh, wow. yeah, people, people are dicks when they want to be Sean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so when you think about WrestleMania, oh, you think about WrestleMania, someone is going to get tickets in the bleachers Thinking yeah. limited capacity, I'm going to get my ass down to ringside when I get the chance. The cardboard cutouts could stop that. You never know. Uh, yeah, it could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, get in your super chats. Uh, it really helps us out. And leave us a thumbs up while you're here. Daniel Marshall says, genuine question, not trying to hate. Why do you think AEW viewership hasn't grown since launch? COVID or is it people not watching TV anymore? I think it's more COVID than people not watching TV anymore. The fact that it stayed fairly steady throughout the pandemic is promising to me. I I think TNT should be ecstatic with the numbers. I mean, they, they have had weeks over a million viewers. Uh, I think they should be very happy with these numbers. I think if anybody thought, Oh, how come AEW is not at one and a half million viewers, especially when they had NXT uh, as competition, it's a little bit short sighted. If you look at the combined number and I realize some of those are the same viewer counted twice, but when you look at the combined number, they, they, they hit over one and a half million some weeks. And yep. so I think that's quite good. I, I think they should be pretty content with where they're at. I think, like you said, when NXT moves, they should consistently be able to hit upwards of a million viewers. And then if they can continue to produce a decent show, um, then who knows in a few years where they're going to be. Ricardo Holt says, watching 205 Live today, boys. Here's a few bucks. How much will AEW benefit from the move? 
besides overall viewership rising? Well, overall viewership rising means uh, the possibility of merchandise rising and the possibility of of watch hours rising. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view rising. And when you are in a business like wrestling, it is very, obviously, watch <laughs> hours are very important. That's why I think... AEW has what they have in Dynamite. That's why I think Dark is two hours right now. That's why I think they're adding another hour on TNT and another show on Elevation. And Cody Rhodes mentioned that possibly another show is coming. And I don't think, (sighs) one, I I ain't watching it. But two, I think it's so they can get on a streaming platform. I think that's what what they want to do. And I don't think that they have the wrong idea there. There's a lot of guaranteed money in that, Jimmy. Does Turner have a streaming platform? Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff tied in, yeah. But, I mean, they, they've got the BR Live platform, and then there's HBO Max, which is kind of tied in with Warner Media and a lot of stuff like that. Okay, because Bleacher Report obviously comes to mind. They just did the thing uh, last week, so that yeah. comes to mind. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's always possible. I mean, that's money. Look at WWE, a billion dollars yeah. for, for streaming. Not to suggest AEW would be anywhere close to that number, but anything out of the shoot is gravy for them. Yeah, so. H- HBO Max. I mean, boy, that'd be a good one. Ray Callahan said, Sean Ross at bucket list icon. Well, thanks. Thank you. How uh, much are you paying these people, Sean? Well, they're paying me a couple bucks, apparently. David Dickers <laughs> says, well, people, there you have it. If you want an FTF or get a blue chew for yourself, Fightful is hiring. Stay safe and happy job hunting, y'all. Yeah, it looks like we're going to be hiring somebody to help out with Tuesday night uh, news writing specifically. Gisberto's going to handle some of the Thursday stuff. He's been doing really, really great for us. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you got your Tuesday nights available and it's very fast-paced work, it is very demanding work, but there's obviously a chance to grow. Everybody that has worked full-time for Fightful got promoted to that spot. So cool. uh, and you get to re- you get to report to Sean and that's a lot of fun. So you got, I mean, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. <laughs> Evan Wright says any idea of the last man, in the ladder match. I'm hoping for Ethan page. I, I would love for it to be Ethan page. Um, I would like for it to be somebody like Zicky dice, but I don't know if his NWA exposure is enough for him to, to be put in that slot, but yeah, I would like I for it to be Ethan with all due respect to him. He, it wouldn't be a surprise that people are expecting. Yeah. So, so I don't think so. Let's talk about AEW because, because obviously the the fact that NXT is going to move reportedly anyway, that makes this a big enough week for AEW as it is. Then on top of that, we're doing this on March 3rd, Shaquille O'Neal's on dynamite tonight in that mixed tag. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, Jade Cargill against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Then on top of that, Paul White is going to be on dynamite this week. Then on top of that, they got revolution on Sunday it's a big week for AEW when you throw that NXT news on top of everything else. And when you look at the, the, the revolution card, obviously the thing that I'm the most interested in is the exploding barbed wire death match. I want to know how can they do that safely because you have visions of Mick Foley, you know what I'm saying? So how well, are they, how are they going to do that safely? Cody doesn't even know. Uh, he was asked on the media call and he said that he saw some of the barbed wire that was starting to get rolled up, but he isn't sure how the explosion is going to work. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I was hopeful that I would have an interview this week that I'd be able to give you an answer, but yeah. it didn't work out. But uh, I don't have an idea of how that'll work out. And I haven't had the desire to watch one in a very, very, very long time. They aren't my kind of matches. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, you think back to, to Omega's last one, 
um, that he, that but I can't recall who the opponent was when he had the thumbtacks in his back and everything, but uh, the, they got to toe a line on this one because on the one hand, if they go way too safe, it's going to look fake. Sure. And then people are going to complain if they go way too towards the, the element of realism, somebody could get hurt. You yes. got poor Renee Paquette sitting at home pregnant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So they got to, they, they got to toe a fine line, but I'm very interested in that. And then the other thing I wanted to point out about the revolution card, and you've talked about this before, AEW is excellent when it comes to having stakes and matches. They don't just throw guys out just for shits and giggles. Yeah. They I had stakes a and matches. Day. Oh, did you? I had one on the weekend, actually. I had a New there York strip. Yeah. So look, think about they've got the the tag team casino royale match, uh, and the winner gets a tag team title shot. They have the face of the revolution ladder match, and I know people say it's kind of like money in the bank, but they have the face of the revolution ladder match, and the winner gets a TNT uh, uh, title opportunity. Yes. They got stakes and matches. The only the only thing I'm going to nitpick on a little bit is that they got six guys in a ladder match for a TNT title shot. Meanwhile, Joey Janela, who's never beaten anybody, got a title shot like two weeks ago. Okay, well, I'm going to make sense of that for you because that's one of the benefits of Dark because I had that same complaint too. Okay. And then I sat there and thought about it, and I'm like, wait a second. Joey Janela has won like six straight matches on Dark, and that's what they use. Like they they use those hot streaks and him winning like a bunch of matches on TV to get a TV in a row. Like he had beat Jack Evans. He had beat uh, some – I don't want to call him a jobber, but a jobber. Uh, He had – had a winning streak in singles action on dark uh, outside of the, the Kenny Omega match for quite a while. Um, or at did least they, for, did they for on dynamite matches. on dynamite? Did they point that out? Did they make uh, shine a spotlight on that? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. The- and I remember thinking it was a lot longer than it was, but he did go off the Omega match and he won um, a couple matches or, or at least a match to lead into that. Okay. Uh, do I think it should have been more? Yes, I definitely think it should have been more than that. Because uh, again, the the problem is anybody that only watches Dynamite and not Dark, they saw Janela uh, lose to Jericho too in like two minutes. Yeah, right? and and uh, Janela did say that Darby picked him for that that match, but it shouldn't be up to the champion, That's right? To pick I agree. The, that that was the issue with the UFC for a solid two or three years, right? I, I always make the joke a bantamweight champion would win the fight wouldn't win the title and instead of calling out the top contender they'd immediately say give me uriah faber who's retired or give me dominic cruz who hasn't fought in six years like it was always something like that it was always something ridiculous champions should have worthy contenders i i completely agree i agree i agree yep we we Uh, have a few super chats okay uh david dickers (laughs) says question can you grow in the u.s when you're already 6'2", or 1.86 meters for us normal people. Sorry, I watched Departy Uno. Some, some, some Cesaro rubbed off on me. I don't know what you mean there. I think he means in height, like because because Dutch people are, are notoriously tall, unless you're me, because I'm not. Sure. I grew until but, I was – my last recorded like height where I grew, I was 25, Jimmy. 25, I was still growing. That Ritalin slowed me down. Uh, Bill Hemmett says, I'm very disappointed in the way AEW handled their women's tournament. They had a big opportunity, and I feel like they missed it again. I do, too. I think Nyla Rose is good now. I think she's very good. She's gotten so much better. It is so very clearly Britt Baker's time, Jimmy. Has been. And, and it has been, and they just, meh, whatever. 
it really should have happened. It really should have been Britt Baker. Britt Baker should be winning this Sunday. And then Britt Baker should be winning that title. And they need to build the division around her. Let me ask you a question. And I feel like we talked about this before. Do you think that they give Nyla Rose these opportunities because they want to they want to put a spotlight on the fact that they have a transgender wrestler? No. Or do you think that they look at her as kind of like their their uh, Nia Jax a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think the comparisons are obvious there. It, yeah. To larger wrestlers, yeah. I think I think it's the monster aspect okay. of it as far as in the ring. Gucci 25 says, when are we getting the great O'Con versus the great O'Shawn? Well, that would require some uh, some work, but uh, you know what? Maybe I'd like to fight the great O'Shawn. How about that? <laughs> MC Carvalho says, I think Jade Cargill is going to surprise tonight from what I saw in her training. She's got a lot of strength, and she looks like a star. Thoughts? I think this would have been a match that would have been a lot safer to do when they taped. Like, this should have been a taped match. I mean, she's very athletic, and she does look like a star. I have not seen much of her in the ring. Like, have you seen footage of her in the ring? Almost none. No, okay. Very athletic, though. Great look. You know, great shape. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, I've not really seen anything out of okay. her. Okay. Evan Wright says, the other show sounds like a non-wrestling show. And it should be. It should be something like a countdown, like a road to, like full-on but I mean, all this content they're producing, those are hours and hours that you got to produce to sell to a, a streaming platform. Justin Lopez says the Miami Heat have been using COVID sniffing dogs. Really? That sounds dangerous, Jimmy. <laughs> dangerous for the dogs. They say it's yeah, 90 especially degrees. since they say that dogs can get it, right? <laughs> yes. They yeah. say it's 92%. Of- <laughs> I haven't heard of that. Do you think WWE should use this tactic? I want to say real quick. I want to say real quick. I love his thumbnail because I'm a I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan. Yeah, uh, me too. And coming to America too is this Friday. I'm very much looking forward to that. Me so, too. Yeah, I like your thumbnail. I'll be watching that. Do you think they should use COVID sniffing dogs? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I will say is, you know, the Super Bowl happened. I have not heard of it being a super spreader. Uh, and the one thing in the U.S., even though the daily case counts are still high, a lot more people are vaccinated in the U.S. than in other places, too. And so um, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, you know. Jimmy, what is that? Oh my God, I've sniffed out a deal. <laughs> Magicspoon.com. That was weak. 100% effective. Oh my gosh, Magic Spoon. You guys know I love this stuff. Jimmy's tried it as well. I've been trying to cut down carbs and sugar and unhealthy food. And Magic Spoon helps get you there. Now, I drink protein shakes and I love them. You've heard me talk about them on this show. But I find I found this way to kind of switch things up, and Magic Spoon has been a part of my routine almost every single day. Uh, between workouts, uh, before or after workouts, between meals, or as your breakfast, if you want a snack, this stuff is great. Only 140 calories per serving in magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Th- 13 to 14 grams of protein, 4 net grams of carbs, 0 sugar. Uh, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. And I love these new flavors. Limited time, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. I've talked about it on this show. Waffle is so much better than pancake. And when you add that wonderful maple to it, 
Gimme, gimme, gimme. Cookies and cream, my favorite flavor of, of candy bar and ice cream. Now in magicspoon.com slash Fightful, you can build your own box. Uh, you can get your available uh, flavors of cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, and cinnamon to build your own custom box. And if you're listening in Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. You can even mix cocoa with peanut butter and make like... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your law makers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Peanut butter cup flavor, which has become my my favorite. But go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab the new limited edition cookies and cream maple waffle or a custom bundle to try it today. You use that code Fightful. The f- offer is now good anywhere in Canada or the U.S. And I love this stuff. You don't have to keep going back and forth to the the cereal box you get filled up with one 140 calorie serving i love it and if you're not happy you get your money back 100 happiness guarantee more effective than the sniffing dogs jimmy 100 <laughs> happiness guarantee magicspoon.com slash fightful and i gotta admit it really does taste like kid cereal I love it. It does. I love it. One of them is like uh, Fruit Loops. Tastes yes. like Fruit Loops. Like you open up the box and you smell it and you're like, yeah, okay. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Let's talk about uh, WWE Raw because it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Sean Rossap. So first and foremost, let's talk about the best of times. Bobby Lashley. This guy's supposed to be a heel. And yet the universal reaction was joy and praise, I think, to Bobby Lashley finally becoming the WWE champion. Uh, he's one of the few guys on the roster that they've booked strong for a while. Him, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, really the only ones that they've booked really, really strong. And he looks like a champion. He carries himself like a champion. The Hurt Faction are phenomenal as a faction. Um, when they pulled all the shenanigans on Raw with the starts and stops, and you know, oh, they're going to start at 9 o'clock, they're going to start at 10 o'clock, they're going to start at, at whatever, I feared a schmoz and a non-finish on. Yeah. The Lumberjack match, Braun Strowman is out there, with, which made no sense. Uh, and I, I I feared there was going to be a schmoz, but they they went with a clean finish. The right guy won. And I got to tell you, I don't know the plan for WrestleMania for Bobby Lashley, and maybe you do, and you can talk about it. I think it's Bobby Lashley's time. And I think that if the company was thinking, okay, we're going to do Lashley-Drew, and Drew's going to win, and he's going to get his WrestleMania moment in front of live fans, I think they need to pivot, pivot if that was the the the, the idea because it's Bobby Lashley's time. And uh, I, I just think he's he's a great fit for that title. He, Like I said, he looks like a champion, carries himself like a champion. He's also a great ambassador. He's a guy that you can put on the Tonight Show, and he looks like a champion. And, uh, and what have I been saying for so long, Sean? What match do I want 
I WrestleMania, Sean Ross app. I've talked about it. I feel like for four years on this damn Lashley podcast. Lesnar. Yes. Lashley Lesnar. It's, it's the only thing that I think can threaten one of the two main events. Like, you know what I mean? To, to possibly put it up there. Chris rain says he wants to see Lashley retain at mania. Yes. Me too. Yeah. And I, I like the utilization of Miz as a sensible transitional champion. Sensible. I thought the way they did it was really, really great. And there's very, very rarely are there situations where I'm like, man, WWE knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. The way that Miz won was believable. The was. way that he won was believable. He hadn't won hardly any singles matches in 13 months. It yep. took seven people to beat Drew McIntyre. So Drew doesn't look bad. I was telling people in the company that asked how I thought about it or how I felt about it. I was like, I thought that Drew not coming out, not getting worked by the Miz, that's a baby face move. Yeah. Drew was a very much a shit happens, I'll win and get it back. Yep. Uh-huh. That's a baby yep. face thing to do. Not not like Tito Ortiz coming out there. Oh, I got my neck was broken before this fight, even though I won it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. God, I, I loved the constant pushing back of the match. Like it because as you said, Bobby Lashley's supposed to be a heel. So how do you make him look like a baby face? You make him look like he's being wronged over and over again. And he's not bitching about it, Jimmy. That's he's right. just like, we're going to do it. That's we're right. going to do it. I'm going to destroy you. I thought it was masterful. And for, for many reasons, because of the history surrounding this match, there have not been that many black world champions. There were a lot of people pulling for him just for that regard, yep. too. Not even to mention, not only should this, this be his time, his time was like, 2008 it should have been his time yeah i agree yep and and for me it's not even the color of his skin i mean i i, I realize a lot he's, of people were rooting for him for that good. reason he's good he's been there forever he's 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 a pro he looks like a star he carries himself like a star yeah. when he did that promo with the miz and i know i'm an old school guy i was thinking hogan andre do you remember when uh hogan and andre they're on piper's pit and hogan you know he's he's nervous about around andre he's got his head down and andre takes his hand and he lifts hogan's head you know yeah. And he was and Hogan, Andre was like the intimidating dominant force when Lashley got in Miz's face and basically said, I don't know everything he said, but he ended it by saying, and it will be awesome like that. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I was not a fan of the Miz in the title picture like we talked about last week, but at least they got it off him quick. I was really worried they were going to wait till fast lane and we we're going to have to deal with weeks of bullshit, if, uh, but they took it off him quick. If that would have happened, I would have ranted huge. I would have right. been really, really frustrated because right. that I, I'm not keen on the bait and switch. I don't yes. like that stuff. And all all the the dolts that'll say card subject to change. They write the show. <laughs> yeah. They they script it. Uh, Andrew says the WWE proved two hours to thread a story beats three. Well, no, that this was a three hour thread. This was. Beginning of the show, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., end of the show. This was a three-hour thread. So, uh, that I mean, they've proven it over the last eight or nine years for sure. That uh, Yeah, I, I, two hours beats three. I'd still rather have a two-hour show. But, but this was one example where I thought it worked. And going back to Drew McIntyre, I kind of feel for him a little bit because where he's at right now, I really think Lashley's got the momentum. And I think that if they're going to go with these two, you got to have Lashley win. And the unfortunate thing for Drew McIntyre is this whole last year, none of this stuff has been his fault. You know what I mean? Yes. The fact, the fact that COVID happened, he couldn't have live fans in the building. Uh, the fact that they put him in the ring with Dolph Ziggler 
and with the big show and with Randy Orton 17 times, that's not Drew McIntyre's fault. And, and had him lose the last time instead of the first time. Yes. He was so like WWE has made some mind boggling decisions. I'll just say this. Lashley is really, really lucky that he didn't fall victim to the skull fucking finale or else he would not have won that championship whatsoever. He might have. He might have really laid out Miz after that one. <laughs> I don't think you can recover from that. He would have had to have a cigarette and all kinds of stuff. Before in the ring. Yes, Live on the Raw. Ring. Yeah. Live on uh, Raw. Andrew says drop off in third hour fans assume to screw job. That ain't because of that. It's always, there's always a drop off in the there third is. hour. I, I don't think it was that much of a drop this time. I didn't it go from one nine to one eight. Yeah. I but think? I mean, you can't look at, Oh, the drop off in the third hour. So that's what happened. The fans yeah. assumed to screw job. No, they always They're, drop off. They always drop off. And plenty of fans did assume that, but I mean, that's, that's not why there's a constant thing like that. Evan Wright says, crack cackled at Gallo saying he gave Papa Buck Viagra. My God. Dante V says, I'm totally cool with the tournament uh, if Rosa gets the title off of Sheeta and Britt gets it from Rosa and signed Maki Eo, or Ito and Reen Kadokura. Well, Thunder Rosa got beat on Monday, uh, I believe it was. Um, Nyla Rose beat her. So the, that's, that's not the tournament. She's not in the tournament anymore. She lost. She's out, which is a bummer, but. Yeah, you know. So now that they got the title off of Miz, do you think that they're going to go back to uh, Priest and Bad Bunny against Miz and Morrison at Mania? Do you think that's going to be the direction for him now? Yes, that was the plan as of early February. Okay, so what they need to do is they need to give Damian Priest some quick, decisive wins because uh, having him on TV for like 15 minutes with Elias is doing nobody any favors. And he had a long match the previous week with Angel Garza. I understand maybe they want him to get his reps in. Maybe that's the the mentality behind it. But uh, if you are a viewer of Raw that did not watch NXT, and there's a lot of them that didn't watch NXT, all you see is this new guy that they're putting with this celebrity taking a longer time to beat Elias than he should. Yeah. And so I think they need to do quicker, more decisive wins for him. Oh, for sure. He should not be selling in chin locks for a minute at a time. Right. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I think that's the direction they'll go. Uh, Liam wants you to bring back stupid people, maybe for special occasions. We get we got a lot of wrestling talk to grind that to a halt every single <laughs> no, week. You know what? It, I just I I started to feel that it was becoming redundant. A lot of the stories were kind of similar. They're always from Florida, China, or India, and uh, so I I that's why I scaled it back a little. But I'll still bring it back from time to time because there are really good ones out there. Yeah, you know? special occasions we're fine with. Uh, by the way, Jimmy's going to be doing a Q and A on Fightful Select uh, pretty soon as well. So. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Select in addition to all the exclusive news. Ricardo Holt says they got a, their blue chew. I mean, uh, we'll we'll really hammer that home when they sponsor a show, but I appreciate it. Uh, you all supporting our sponsors shows them that that they that you all care. So we appreciate that. Kieran George says Lashley should hold the title all the way to Survivor Series and have him face Roman. The promos from Heyman and MVP would be gold. I think that's a great idea, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. But also, you got to put him in there against other winners, other people that make you think, oh, he can beat him. Or, hear me out, Lashley should crush everybody until November. Now, I get that a lot of people are like, oh, well, where's the intrigue? Well, where's the intrigue? You're going to have another world title match on every pay-per-view. You're going to have two women's title matches on every pay-per-view. Lashley can be the Mike Tyson, he's going to fucking kill somebody attraction. 
I think that'd be kind of cool. Like, how bad is Lashley going to destroy somebody this month? I think I, cool. I also would like it if they would have him in the ring with people aside from the usual suspects. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, think back. And, and again, I know I'm an old school guy. Think back to Macho Man Randy Savage. When he was the Intercontinental Champion, he took on everybody. Yes. Like everybody. It didn't matter if you were Tito Santana or Billy Jack Haynes or Hercules or Nate. He took on freaking everybody. Uh, and so why can't they have Lashley take on everybody? Yeah. Any, any, anybody mid-card and above, they get in there with them. Why not? It's, it's you know, instead again, instead of poor Drew McIntyre, oh, good, we're going to get Dolph Ziggler again. We're going to get Randy Orton again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make it fresh. Have him in there with a bunch of different people that you wouldn't even think of. It'd be much more entertaining. Think about how much we loved it when Brock got in there with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do stuff like that with Bobby Lashley. Why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, uh, Evan Wright says New Japan Cup starting Okada Shingo round one hose. Yeah, I w- I can't wait for that. New Japan's got such a wealth of talent. Not Marty Skrull anymore. He's uh got That's him on my list. Got yeah. him out of there. Uh, Ricardo says Bobbles as Tyson sounds like fire. That's the thing. I mean, he's good enough to where you could see him and just have MVP say. Like come out and say, man, he's reinvigorated. He remembered who he was. That's why he's been so dominant the last six months. Just get um, him a new finish. Yeah, I want a new finish. Like just what? Phil Nelson slam for the love of anything God. Anything like that? Like when I saw the Miz lay flat out in the middle of the ring, like he had just taken a pile driver. Yeah, and it was a full Nelson. I just thought, give him a better finish. Give him a decisive pinfall finish. That's yeah. what I wanted of Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and I, like I said, full Nelson slam would work just fine. Who does Lashley face after Drew? Raw lacks faces. They gotta build them, Jimmy. What, and why does that? Why does it have to be a face? Yes, you know it could mean? be anybody. Yeah, Let, anybody, anybody. He, right now, he's on fire. He's special. Right now, so the time to capitalize on that is right now. I agree. And by how you do that, you build other people similarly to that. And I honestly think, let's say Mania, we don't know how many fans there's going to be. I think he's going to get cheered, Sean. I think there's a chance people are like, I, I, again, you look at Bobby Lashley when he, you know, Sami Zayn's sisters, all that bullshit. And everybody was like, ah, he's kind of dull and boring. And, and then, you know, for a while with the U S title, there was a lot of sameness, but now he's taken it to the next level now. And I, I feel like, uh, I, like I said, I give him a different finish, but, uh, I think that people are going to root for him. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, look at the reaction on Monday. That Okay, there, there are that, – that's up there, like special moments that I, get to, I got to cover in wrestling, like just the unanimous joy. And yep. plenty of that had – there were uh, many circumstances around that. One, the, the history around Lashley being a black man. The history around Lashley, he – he was in a very similar situation to Drew McIntyre during his first run, right? Like, it was very clearly, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. Because I'll tell you what, unless they think you're the guy, you ain't being put in a feud with Vince McMahon and the whole McMahon family. You're not being put across the stage from Donald Trump in, yep. in what was the promoted WrestleMania match. Yep. You ain't getting that. And it did not work out. And he went, and what he did was he worked his ass off. He went and he fought an MMA 17 times. Yep. And he got himself in even better shape and got even better and better and better. And he got his moment. And then a part of that product was 
people didn't want the Miz to be the champion either. They were right. They, they wanted right. to be short. You're right. Yeah. But a lot of it too is that like Lashley is not a chicken shit heel. Lashley is a, I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to beat you and then I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And so you're right. A lot of people were like, I don't want the Mrs. Champion. I want someone to kick his ass. But Lashley was the right guy for the right moment, I thought. Yeah. And so uh, and so we'll see where it goes. And it's funny, too, because, you know, I, I saw Impact posted clips of Lashley's Impact title wins uh, and the, the kind of the mirror imagery. You know, he had MVP with him for some of those. He had Samoa Joe at ringside for one of those. He beat Drew McIntyre for one of those uh, t- title wins. Drew Galloway. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of mirror imagery, but uh, I, I think they need to run with Bobby Lashley. And, uh, and again, it's unfortunate for Drew McIntyre because he did everything expected of him. I loved him on Steve Austin's podcast. You could tell that he had really upped his game, not just in the ring, but outside the ring too. And he's a victim of circumstance. He's a victim of shitty booking. And, uh, but it's Lashley's time now, man. That's just how it and, is. And say, say that the Drew McIntyre lasts as long as Bobby Lashley. Well, if that's the case, he's got another nine years in him and there's going to be a lot more times for Drew McIntyre. He's too much of an undeniable talent. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, Lashley should still be using the Dominator as his finish. I do understand why they might not want people to take that if they're bigger boys, if you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, like it's, I, I think the full Nelson slam would work really good. I think one basically where he's got him in the hurt lock and right before they tap out, he lifts them up and swings them to where they're they're parallel with him and then slams them down would be really good. I think that would be a really, really good thing. And um, I think Lashley and Lesnar is the top match to do at WrestleMania. If yeah. you can get Lesnar in there. You can. And yeah, and you can. Yeah. And then that opens up a lot of things. Well, then what's Drew going to do? What's Cena going to do? What's Goldberg going to do? Well, you know what? Drew McIntyre versus John Cena sounds pretty goddamn good to me. Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of things. John Cena and Bill Goldberg sounds really good. Anything that Drew McIntyre is involved in will be a little more important as well. Yeah, I feel for Drew McIntyre. I do a little bit. Uh, and maybe they still are going to do Lashley McIntyre because they're, they're still unknowns with covid a little bit, even though we know, uh, you know, the essential business restriction, Cena can get into the country. Uh, Brock can get into the country. There's no 14 day quarantine, but yeah. are they going to want to, I mean, like, like we talked about, even though Cena can get in and out without the quarantine, what if he goes to Florida, ends up testing positive, And then you do got to shut down production. Maybe Brock is just like, eh, I'm just going to sit at my compound in Saskatchewan and sit this one out. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But uh, but if 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 Brock wants to do it, uh, that's the match. And and with all due respect to Roman and Edge, for me, that's your main event. That's the match that I've been wanting to see for so long. And uh, it'd be great. It'd be great to see. And I want to see Lashley take him out, man, because it's Lashley's time. Wild Boy, who celebrated a birthday this week, said Tess did great with the full Nelson slam. Yeah, I mean, to me, I here's the thing. Like, when Lashley does a full Nelson to you, I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it's the worst however we saw that used as just like such a meh i agree move. it became associated with like an older brother doing it to their little brother type of thing as opposed to this is a finishing move you know what i mean right right i agree i agree yeah okay let's talk about oscar so my first question is what's her condition there's reports that she has a concussion uh what are you hearing about oscar I haven't. Uh, I would assume it's that she got teeth kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good, good punt job by, by Shayna Baszler. That was rough. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. What did you think of Charlotte Flair? So she did what everybody kind of expected. Says she wants a title shot. You know, everybody kind of saw that coming, but she did it in a way where she remained a baby face. What did you think of that? Because I feel like it's very forced. When she started cutting that promo, I thought, okay, here comes Charlotte Flair. Here comes Charlotte Flair. But then there's Shayna and Nia, and she's back to being kind of a forced baby face again. What do you think um, about what they're, how they're positioning her as opposed to just a full-on, fuck everybody, I want that title, I'm going to kick Asuka's ass, and that's it. Well, I don't think she's the baby face that they think she is. I think she is a natural heel. Yes. And instead of her playing the I worked for everything that I've got thing, she should embrace the things that people don't like about her. Even though she's not an entitled woman and she has worked hard, she should embrace the fact that, no, I should get what I want because of who I am. Because that's what people are going to think. Like In wrestling, you you should really embrace those character traits that you're not going to be able to shake regardless if they're they're going to get you a level of heat. And for her, she's always going to look like a main event person. Mm-hmm. Like it would take some really terrible booking and granted they've done it. She went eight matches without winning. I wouldn't advise that for anybody that isn't on a losing streak gimmick, but um, I, I don't think she should be the baby face. I think Rhea Ripley should step in and immediately be the baby face in this. And Oscar should, uh, they they fumbled her so bad. They have they have reduced all of the outstanding goodwill that Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch created with that championship to make it not just the best women's championship, but make it the championship of WWE. Mm-hmm. Bummer. I fully agree. It's it's like the on Raw the title is taking a backseat to the tag titles, uh, and I honestly feel like it's taking a backseat to the tag t- titles because of Nijax. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, Andre, uh, Andre the Giant is who Vince McMahon has publicly compared Nia Jax to. You know uh, how Vince had an affinity for Andre. And so Nia Jax is getting all the rub. I mean, she just took out uh, Naomi in about two minutes on Raw last week. All due respect, Andre the Giant wouldn't get a performance center tryout today. <laughs> maybe he wouldn't. Uh, maybe he, he in wouldn't his, in his younger days because in his younger days he probably would yeah if we're talking days. like the andre the giant that we saw main event wrestlemania 3 with ninety three thousand, that guy ain't getting a performance center tryout but would he want one that guy probably not he, and he probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't get through it yeah because yeah. i mean here's the thing they're having trouble getting omos ready for in-ring so, I mean, that shows you how times have changed. Now, for the time, obviously, Andre was a fantastic attraction. But times have changed. People yeah. know how athletes perform and what, what, they, what they look like in the ring from, from a performance standpoint. Cyclops says, Raw Women's been cursed since Becky left. And that's their fault. They yep. should have been uh, putting this situation in place for whenever she's back, oh, there's somebody clear cut that she should be after. Uh, Evan Wright says Dakota and Raquel need to win Wednesday, right? Yes, I think they do. Badly, badly they need to. Um, Without a doubt, I think it's a slam dunk. They are setting up an NXT tag team division. Rob says, do they not have anything for Andrade or is he on a break? He's on a break right now. It's kind of funny you just mentioned that because that was going to be my next point. My next point was going to be, what do you think of the idea of Charlotte Flair working on screen with Andrade. How do you Love think it. that would work? Love it. You think that would work? Yeah, I think that 
yeah. Oh God, I think, I think Charlotte. I think her character. She'd be like the. It'd be like the reverse Macho Man Elizabeth sort of. Don't you think? I would love it. There's yeah? so many ways you could play that. Uh, God damn. So, so I, I should mention, just in case anybody didn't hear it, the reason I'm asking that question is because Charlotte did an interview with TV Insider where she said that she's pitched that to WWE. She's pitched the idea of her and Andrade working together. I mean, Charlotte Flair, the son, the daughter of Ric Flair, with her like entitled, handsome Latin husband who is like, I married into the Flair family type of thing. God, there's some real good heat there. And he could pull it off. And here's the thing. If you need a mouthpiece for Andrade, who's still learning English, I'm working very hard at it, by the way. Charlotte Flair's a pretty good one if you're wanting to get heat. She is a very good promo, no question. For some reason, I can't help but think, like I said, it'd be like a reverse Savage Elizabeth where she's taking advantage of him and you know, making him carry your bags and kind of ended up getting babyface heat on him. I kind of almost envision it going in that direction. Yeah, I think I think it'd be I thought I'd love that idea. That's that's and here's the thing, when they brought in Andrade, he was a top level act. He was getting a good push and then like everything lost 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 50-50 50-50. Yep. Charlotte is such a heat seeker. And here's the thing, they are also good enough performers to where you can go babyface with them in the future. Gutierrez 25 says, what do you think of AEW partnering with Cinemark Theaters for a Revolution pay-per-view? When you're selling that much, like when you're selling a pay-per-view for that much, I think it's a good idea. To me, it barely registered for me because obviously I I can't go anywhere to watch pay-per-view. I watch them at my house. I'm working. But the buzz that happened off of of that, that tweet that I put out, I did not expect over 300 and something retweets. How I, many I, uh, how many theaters do they have in the U.S.? You know? uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm I'm not sure, but it's select ones. It's not all of them. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, to me, the news wasn't a massive thing just because in the U.S. we're seeing this happen. Sure. Uh, I mean, now you know New York is opening theaters now, limited capacities. The hockey, some of the hockey teams are getting fans back in the U.S. I'm sitting in Toronto, Canada, you know, with, with the government with their thumbs up their asses, waiting <laughs> for someone, to, some waiting for someone to make a decision. You know that today. Toronto, 4 million people. They had 300 new cases today, Sean. Wild Boy 300 says, new cases. Wild Boy says, how haven't you put here's the thing on a shirt yet? I'm about to submit, Jimmy, a lot of shirt ideas. I mean, let, let's I, – I haven't mentioned this off the air, but uh-huh. quite frankly, I live in Kentucky, right? <laughs> uh-huh. I see the targeted – I visited your house once, remember? I, I see the targeted Facebook ads here. I see the type of stuff they try to sell to people in my area. I think there is space for us to do stuff like that. And for, quite frankly, some um, rural folk to be like, what? That shirt says fightful? I like to fight. I'm buying one. I think there's some room for that. I think we can probably market some of these. What? I'm a dong lord. Give me that shirt. I'm not putting a Confederate flag on a t-shirt. Uh, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. Not that was doing nothing. That. I'm just saying, I see a lot of American fighter shirts getting. Do you remember when that that brand started? It was Rich Franklin's brand. It had like the American Pie logo, but it was American Fighter. Little well, then it evolved bit. into like less less than affliction. 
It was like the Affliction knockoff. I'm I remember just saying. I used to wear Affliction back in the day, and I look at them now, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, you're telling me. <laughs> you're telling me. Took took those bad boys to Goodwill. And, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 60 bucks. I was going to say, $100 a shirt. Here's the fabric, Jimmy. Here's the fabric. <laughs> One ply. Yeah. I want to mention this quick because I, I had uh, said uh, on the little Twitter preview that I was going to mention this. So we haven't got to it. So the brand that manages to survive for whatever reason, the NWA, they announced that they are coming back. Uh, they're returning after a year-long break due to COVID, March 21st. They're doing a pay-per-view on Fight TV called Back for the Attack, and they listed some of the names that are being uh, advertised. Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, Aaron Stevens, Trevor Murdoch, Elijah Burke, Tim Storm, and Camille. What are your thoughts on on uh, on the end? Do you think that there is an appetite now, given where they were then versus where they are now? And now you've got you know AEW's got a couple of new shows out. And do you think there's the appetite? Do you think that there's going to be an audience wanting to buy the pay per view on Fight TV? Well, they did really really great business with Fight the first go around, but I, that that will remain to be seen. Um, I it's it's already a different landscape, Jimmy. Like yeah. it's, it's a massively different landscape and they were just getting their footing on YouTube for free. I don't know how this fight deal will work out. I would assume they're going to make more off that than they already were on YouTube, yeah. which I know that their original plan was we're going live no matter what it's it, whenever that date happened, they had talks with WWE. They had talks with a lot of people, but it's, it's a new era. Dave Lagana ain't there anymore. Yeah. So I don't know how this is going to work out. Um, the talent is the usual suspects minus some yep. people. I'm sure they'll bring in some good people as well, but I'll have to see what they put out because at this point, impact is like, they've got more buzz yep. and AEW's got more buzz. And well, yep. if NXT moves to Tuesdays, they're going to have more buzz on Tuesdays too. Yep. So you have to weigh, Oh, okay. Well, will they catch that? I'm sure they'll run at six Oh five. So then Dark will be on like probably after that. And then NXT and eight, like, will people watch this? It, it's hard for me to, to tell. It's going to be tough. And then when you look at some of this talent, with the exception of Thunder Rosa, they haven't worked a lot in the last year. I mean, I know all this did a few things uh, yeah. with uh, what was it? The uh, championship wrestling from Florida or whatever. They did the, the joint pay-per-views, mm-hmm. but they haven't hit. They haven't worked a lot. So over this whole time, Billy Corrigan continued to pay them basically, even though they weren't really active, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I'll, I'll just say that I've, I've, I've had some very uh, spirited conversations with people in the NWA in the past, and I'll have some more on that as it, as it approaches. But uh, Nick liked our idea. He said, give me Los Ingornobles de Charlotte. And Cyclops says, can Stardom and AEW work together like new Japan? Uh, or, or Yeah. I think it's possible, but right now they, they see the Tokyo Joshi Pro stuff working out and DDT working out for them. So uh, it, it's it's a matter of seeing if all of those can work in unison because AEW is just like, hey, we'll get you buzz. Trust us. And it's worked so far. Yep, yep. Well, if you go to uh, FiberSelect.com, the list goes on. We are going to talk about uh, uh, New Japan a little bit and unifying the titles. We're going to talk about Big Cass. We're going to talk about Joey Ryan, Sean. We're going to talk about Marty Skrull. We're going to talk about Frank Mir, the guy that uh, beat Brock oh. Lesnar in his first UFC fight. We're going to talk about Frank Mir. Uh, we're going to talk about Breath the Hitman Hart. 
So uh, check out uh, FIFOselect.com. The list goes on after this. Guys, thank you all so much. We're back here for the Wednesday Night War. For those of you already asking, what will you do when NXT goes to Tuesday? I don't know. Until next time, (laughs) we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.